Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This week on Up to 90, we talk Leonardo DiCaprio. Last night in my dreams, I see you. I can't make eye contact anymore. It's going to freak you. Uh, love a bit of Leo. Okay, let's talk. What's been going on in your life in the last week? Last week. You've been on the horoscopes, you mad joke. Yeah, been on the horoscopes. I uh, met up with Grania McKeever on Friday night. We love a bit of Grania McKeever. And we had a good catch up. And um, then we stopped by the International. So we saw Patrick Williams, we saw Dwayne Dugan, we saw Aiden Bishop, we saw Jim Elliott. And we all just hung out for a while, except for Aiden. He was just pacing the streets. I don't know what he was doing. And, uh, just the sound like Aiden. Yeah, that's about it. I, I was in Kilkenny for the weekend. You were there. Doing a bit of comedy. Doing your thing. Had a couple of lovely people come up and reference the podcast. We all had a few drinks taken, so I'm uh, sure they told yeah. me their names, but sure, obviously, you know, didn't take it down. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of shout outs Let's before we it. start. Yeah. Rachel Dunn sent us a lovely message. Right. Thank you so much. Um, She said, I love the podcast. It's bonkers, which is just, I think, the best review ever. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, and we'll take that one. And then a couple of other peeps messaged on, uh, oh, I don't know, can I find it out? On to Instagram. Uh, we got a lovely message from good old Louise. And I think we got a message from Sam as well. So shout out to all those lovely people. Shout out. Shout Thank out. you. Up to 90. Up to 90. Up to 90. With Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. Um, very funny. Um, a friend of mine was... Uh, telling me um, today was gas uh, just to share this um, before I left Kilkenny yes. uh, a friend of mine was saying <laughs> you heard about all the deaths this weekend Yes. so of course Fred was in our company Yes. Fred was three wheeling and he was like oh my god on the roads so we all laugh because obviously it's like deaths in the metaphorical like comedy sense Gotcha. Um, but he was being very literal. But it reminded us all of a story. Uh, when it reminded myself and Fred of a story, did you hear this one about? Um, now we'll call this comedian the comedian in question. Let's just call him Mister X. 
Okay. Is that too... Have I lost you already? No. I see your eyes are just darting no, from side I to side. No, I thought you were going to say, like, you know, his name is Dave. Let's call him Payne. Oh, yeah. Like, well, look, we give him one of those names. Okay. Yeah. Let's just call him... Okay. Let's just call him Timmy Williamson. Okay. Okay. So, Timmy Williamson um, did a gig. Now, this story happened quite a few years ago, but I just find it absolutely hilarious. So, Timmy Williamson did a gig in Limerick. Let's just call it Brimrick. Okay. And then he did a gig, and um, Dave McSavage was doing a gig down in Cork that evening in City Limits. And as he was about to go on stage, somebody working in City Limits um, got a text saying, Timmy Williamson... died tonight so he's like oh my god this is just horrendous I can't tell Dave before he goes on stage like obviously not so anyway Mike Savage got off stage obviously a great gig because we all know like Mike Savage is absolutely hilarious check him out if you can Uh, got off stage and um, the guy in question was like oh great gig you know do you enjoy that yeah no thanks Emil and then he just kind of ushered him to the side and just said look just so you know Timmy Williamson's dead and he was like what because you know when you're after coming off stage it's so much to process as well yeah yeah, you're like what's going on and he's like he died tonight so just you know he's passed away deceased like just throwing all the euphemisms and synonyms at him and then he rang Fred which anyone would do like obviously you get a shock everyone's got to ring Fred Cook I'd really recommend it and he rang him and was like listen just so you know like I've gotten some bad news like Timmy Williamson's dead and Fred of course then rang Neil Hickey and he was like, look, sorry to wake you, Neil. It's just, I think you should know, like, Timmy's dead. Fucking hell, okay. And he was like, oh, my God, like, Jesus, like, he's got a wife and kids. Like, this is just awful. Um. So then the funniest part of all this, so obviously, you know, I think there was a social media RIP. And Timmy, you know, saw this RIP and was like, listen, just so everyone knows, I'm actually not dead. But the funniest part of that whole story was obviously then somebody had to admit that they had texted and said, Timmy died tonight. Oh, fuck. Isn't that just pure cringe? Isn't yes. that brilliant? I hadn't heard about that. Oh, did I not tell you that story before? I don't think so. I have another funny story. Okay. Um, This week, and I think a lot of people would empathise with this. <laughs> so, uh, one of Fred's siblings, I won't say whether it was the brother or the sister, but one of them was in a cafe. Right. And they let's just let's just use they so they were having a cup of tea and a sambo and beside them was this old man and he'd now straight away i'm asking questions because i mean this is something i would do because i like to secretly eat my car but it surprises me that somebody would do this openly he had bought two chocolate eclairs the old man right so uh they were both on their own and anyway, so the old man had one chocolate eclair and he proceeded to leave the table. Um, and Fred's sibling, okay, yeah. made the executive decision in that moment that, okay, this man has left the building. Right. I'm going to eat the other chocolate eclair. Okay. Fuck so okay. proceeded to eat the chocolate eclair. Yeah. And the old man comes back from the toilet. So he actually hadn't left at all. So he came back from the toilet and was like, have you seen my chocolate eclair? 
So obviously like a lie had to be told. Like your mouth is still full of cream and pastry. But you still need to convey. You're like, God, I actually didn't see. So the sibling in question, I think, was all like, no, no, I didn't see the chocolate eclair. Did you have a chocolate eclair? So that poor man felt, probably felt in that moment, like he was like, okay, the dementia has hit hard. Like I am now imagining chocolate eclairs. Sorry, but like what level of shamelessness leads uh, you to fucking do that? I have my questions. I don't think I, w- I don't think I would eat a chocolate eclair if it was left unattended. I don't think I would. It's no. you know I don't want to get all high and mighty. Well, I tell you okay? what, my thing. We've the all shame. scraped off. We've all we've all Gosh. ate some cake out of a bin, Jerry. Okay, we didn't need the chapter in your autobiography <laughs> on it. Yes, it was George Michael's bin. Oh, we've all done it. Who I gives a shit? But I don't. Shame. If I'm honest, and I don't want to play the blame game, I don't know if I would eat the chocolate eclair. No, I tell you why I wouldn't. Uh, just social shaming like somebody's gonna see you do it I think it was it sounds now I didn't get the full deets but it did sound like a bit of a deserted cafe I mean but still there's always gonna be somebody who works there CCTV I mean it's just or, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no 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 not good so yeah so the poor the jacks fuck's sake I mean check and the, the eggs uh, and you know what isn't it so sad that that man like was probably so distressed he was like the memory is gone I mean like I've he had a full on he had a full on still Alice moment that's and the really awful bad. truth is that man did leave a chocolate eclair behind him. And that sibling in question did know what happened, that chocolate eclair. But their mouth was full and they actually could not. Okay, well, listen. They could not fess up. If this was your uncle, your granda, your dad. I mean, he's obviously been telling people on the other end. Get in touch. Let us know what his side of the story okay. is. If you're out Maybe there, get in touch with someone you trust. in the coffee shop at my chocolate eclair. I'm reckoning this is a brother, though. This sounds like brother. I, you know me. I my lips are sealed. Yeah, the brother. Um, sister would never do that. Love Island's back. Are we very excited? It's back tonight, isn't it? It's back tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is Monday. We're recording this on I Monday. I am super excited. What time does it start at? I nine? can't wait for a bit of. Yeah, I'm happy, but I just feel I could be happier at the end of the day. At the end of the day. I just love it. Um, I do follow Megan. Oh, do you? Yeah, I used to follow Zara as well. I'm not sure what happened, Zara. I must have stopped following her. Follow, I like a bit of Megan. I'm a fan of Megan. I'm not sure why. But yeah, I, just, I know, I know. And do you know who follows follows her? Amy Schumer follows her. So I'm in good company. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. How do you know that? I just, I don't know. I had a, I had a, I had a, you make out like you're never on social media. I know you are on afternoon. I had a slow afternoon. Um, yes, it was a great show weekend in Kilkenny. Change the subject. Um, some nice guests on the Tommy show last night. I might give that a shout out because I did think today, God, I haven't been giving that a shout out. And I showed the Tommy show. There's five weeks left in it, I think. Oh, right. Okay. So it's on every Saturday night. Um, and it's a great old format. I have a minimal involvement of course all I do is introduce the guests but I think it is being universally praised um, because Tommy is an unreal interviewer and I need to give a shout out as well to the researchers who get the guests on because oh, the yeah. guests have been deadly mm. um, but 
honestly, I think it's well worth, if you miss it on the Saturday night, it is repeated during the week and it's on the player and all that kind of crack. So do check it out because it's a chat show with a difference. Yes. It's enjoyable. Well, yeah. Sorry, I just thought I saw a cat there heading towards the car. Did you enjoy doing it? There's always cats just crawling all over this estate. <laughs> no, I Isn't know. there? Um, who was your favourite that's been on so far? I was going to say, because I can't say. Well, do you know what? I think when I saw Paul McGrath come out, it was like, me old buddy, me old pal. Because uh, of course he was one of our podcast guests yeah. on. I'll check out that episode. Such a Were gentleman. you chatting to him? Do you know what? I wasn't, but his his um, his PA sent me a lovely message because he had seen me, but you know the way he lives in Wexford now? Oh, yeah. So he kind of hit the road straight after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is totally fair enough. Um, so I wasn't talking to him, but she did. Tracy sent me a lovely message. So thank you, Tracy. So that was nice. And I had to laugh because my dad was like, oh, he must have been delighted to see you there. Which, by the way, if you don't know, Johnny Johnson is a real, like, that's a, that's a lot from Johnny. Like okay. Usually it's just sarcastic comment.com. But he seemed like genuine, sincere in the sentiment. And I was like, I think, Dad, a bit of a stretch to say Paul McGraw was happy to see me. Like, but come did he on. mean like a familiar face kind of buzz? Maybe. Yeah. And then who else was great? Uh, I think Adam Clayton was just unreal. Was he, yeah? Yeah. A really, really good because I, I didn't realize he had so many problems. Like, he was talking about like being a really bad alcoholic and how, oh, okay. like, in, in apparently he went on a bit of a bender. He talks about this in the, in the interview and he went on a bit of an in, in like, this is like this is like something myself and Emma would do now. He said he remembers having he'd been off the booze mm-hmm. and he said, I'll just have one glass of wine in Sydney. Okay, and he woke up three days later. Jesus. And they'd had to get a replacement in for the. For, they were doing this huge show in hello, Sydney. Hello, hello. <laughs> and they had to get a replacement. Shouldn't have, sorry. But they had to get like a replacement in, and the replacement was from Sligo or somewhere. Okay. Um, but yes, they had to get a replacement in, and you're just like, wow. So then I think he hasn't touched a drop since. Okay. That'd be you serious fear. Do you know, home. like you think you're like, oh fuck me, I don't want to look at my Instagram story, but then you think. The flip side is you could be met with the news that you have disappointed 150,000 people. That's Serious a tough fear. That's big, isn't it? Go big. Uh, I have to as well praise the lovely taxi man who took myself and Fred for Mackers on, uh, it was 6am on the Saturday morning. Really enjoyed watching that story back. Oh, nice. Especially, you know, as I'm waiting for the food <laughs> and I was so desperate for the food, like they handed over the Big Macs and I just said, you can keep the drink. Like, I just was like, you can keep the Coke. Like, you know, when you're just mad for food, oh, like yeah, you're ravenous. Yeah, you need to get it into you. And like, you know, I watched back one of the videos I had, like there's this like story, there's nothing happening and we're at the drive-thru and Fred's in the background saying to the taxman, oh yeah you know like if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life like all this shite talk I was like oh my god when you hear yourself back I know I don't know how more taxi men aren't up on murder charges honestly (laughs) isn't that shite every night of the week Oh, imagine, imagine recording your taxi conversations. That'd be And I was super worried because I woke up in the morning, there was all this red stuff all over the programme. And I thought Fred, like, had injured himself. But it was just ketchup, thank God. Are you, sorry? I his full body. Yes, you, I am his carer. Were you and, and him sharing on. a room? 
yeah, we're kind of seeing each other a little bit, but it's just Single a bit beds. casual at the moment. Single beds. Ah, uh, look, full on spooning for the whole weekend. Oh, Christ. Almighty. Sure, look, I've said it. I've effectively written my way into Kilkenny Cat's laughs. <laughs> and I have zero shame. I'd do it again. Would you? Ah, uh, absolutely. Would 100%. you? 100%. Oh, fair play to you. Uh, so that's it. So will we talk Leo? Yes, let's talk Leo. Before we could talk Leo, actually, can yes. I just give two updates on recent yes. podcasts? Ian mm-hmm. Bailey, if you check out our episode on so- oh, the yes. murder of Sophie Tuskin du Pontier, uh, he has been found guilty um, in a French and court. And someone got in touch on Twitter. I was going to leave that to you, obviously, because that was your episode. Oh, what did they say on the Twitter? Well, just that. Oh, yeah, hang on. I'll find it here because somebody did actually get in touch. You're right. So just, yes, yeah, so he has been found guilty um, uh, in a French course of the murder of Sophie Tuskin du Pontier. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And there is a second series of West Court coming out as well. So we look forward to that one um, because obviously it's not necessarily as clear cut as you might have initially. Well, it certainly wasn't as clear cut as I initially presumed. And then also we looked at JFK the last week. Bit of a niche topic, I know, but sure, look, I find it interesting and we're all about the niche. Uh, in terms of Aristotle, Onassis and Jackie, um, they did get on great, but then Jackie basically didn't want to leave New York and Aristotle got a bit annoyed and he uh, hooked up once again with his old buddy, old pal, Maria Callas. Oh. So they were seeing each other at the end and it wasn't just, I thought it was just John John, in joke, if you listen to the episode, um, that got left out of the will. But it turns out Aristotle kind of fucked Jackie over with the will as well because he was so pissed off at her at the end. So they did get on for a long time. Okay. But then it was a bit fucked by the end. But luckily, of course, Jackie, um, uh, being so in there with the Kennedys, uh, having been married to one, Ted Kennedy had actually... Uh, he before she got married to Aristotle, he had signed this like just airtight prenup. Right. So she still got her twenty five mil, which would be the equivalent of three hundred mil now. Even though his daughter, Aristotle's daughter, fought her tooth and, tooth and nail. And also, just one thing as well, I had mentioned about Jackie and Bob, Bobby, and the rumors swirling. It was completely confirmed that they'd had a long-term affair. Okay. So just to say that as well. And her sister got on with JFK. Why? Okay. So it was just all a lot of like keeping it in the family. That, yeah, a lot of these ones with a bit of cash just kind of keep it quite local, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. But sure, look quite at the lazy. but sure, look at the look at the royal family. Like. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Exactly. Isn't it interesting? Oh yeah, they love the bit of riding, but don't want to put the effort and don't want to put the graft in. Just keep it. It's fairly like handy. we've said before. It's like, look. Oh, can we just mention as well, Sarah yeah. Woods? We're loving this nickname, Little Uppers, for up oh, to ninety yeah. fans. I think Hello, that's going to happen, Sarah. Thank you so much for hey, suggesting Sarah. that one. Super clever, very funny. Really made me giggle. Sarah's a great illustrator. Do you know that? Uh, is she? Oh, she's of course she is. Yeah. She's done wonderful stuff for Alison and Co. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, that's that Sarah Woods. Very good. Sometimes I find it hard to marry the different social media forums. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's. T- wait a minute. Twitter Sarah Woods is the same as Instagram Sarah Woods. It I all know. makes so much sense There's so now. So much going on. 
Okay. Um, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo DiCaprio. Before we start, many thanks to our fantastic sponsor, who are Copperberg, keeping us refreshed at all times. And if you've noticed, the last few episodes, we have been drinking. So It's been a lot of drinking. <laughs> and you know, last it. night when we were out in the pub, you yeah. know what was the drink Fred was drinking? Copperberg. Copperberg. All He's night, baby. Yeah. I know. Right. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Born in 1974, November, Los Angeles. So that's kind of where his, he grew up. His dad was of um, Italian descent. So his dad, George, was a legal secretary, but he also uh, did comic books and distributed them and that kind of thing. So obviously he had the day job and then he had the other stuff, the more artistic side of him that he was more interested in. And his mom... Like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. His mom was German, but they separated after, um, I think, when he was a year old. So then it was mostly him and his mom. And then he would have spent a bit of time with his grandparents in Germany. So he's always been kind of... I always think it's funny with Leonardo DiCaprio. Obviously, we'll get to the women, but, you know, he's well known as being kind of a bit of a playboy. Just saying, Emma. Bit of a tramp. Leo's a tramp. He He's likes a slow. He's slow. He loves all that, but he always keeps the kind of "I'm a mommy's boy." You know, he did. He did obviously the Oprah with his mom sitting in the audience and whatever. Um, That's when he had his floppy fringe. He, he, I don't know if he was. Fl- I don't know if he was floppy, floppy, doppy. But yeah, it was a good. Obviously, it was a good few years ago. And um, so his first job he got in 1979 which is the TV show, The Romper Room, but he was actually fired from that for being too disruptive. Too much of a romper in The Romper Room. Well, he was a kid. It was a children's TV show. That and doesn't he mean was five, we Julie. can't judge him. <laughs> he was just being too noisy. Some five-year-olds are pricks. Like, can we just say that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's very hard to have kids on sets and all that, and there's too much waiting around and whatever. So he was fired from basically his first gig that he got, but then when he was 14, he got an ad for Matchbox, for Mattel, and then the work was I thought you meant like that. actual matches. I was like, no, I can't Matchbox. believe they've got kids advertising that shit. Matchbox cars, and um, so that's where it all. He was fourteen when he got that. So then he was getting loads of ads, and his first TV thing was it was a pilot of The Outsiders in nineteen ninety. Oh, so then he started getting into soap operas in ninety one. He was in Roseanne. He was in an episode of that, but it was like uncredited. And then his first film was um, Critters 3, which went straight to Vigio. Um But shortly after that, then he was cast in Growing Pains. Do you remember that? Of on course, ABC. yeah. So even though he was obviously a very pretty boy, he, he, had, he was always kind of playing this rough kind of, you know, um, like, but, you know, what would you say? You know, had a tough time, but a heart of gold. Like, you know, he's a really sensitive guy underneath it all or whatever. Because um, I watched a clip of it and someone was like, <laughs> one of the characters is saying something to him like, you know what drinking can do to you? You shouldn't be drinking. And he's like, do I know what drink? I Yeah, I know what alcohol can do. You, you don't want to get a glass of water because you don't want to interrupt him. You don't want to do anything because oh, it's going to anger him. You know, all this kind of stuff. You don't need to tell me what alcohol does. I know. And then he gets completely clean and we all break down, whatever. And then we're all... <laughs> Oh my god, that was brilliant! I think that's just been my up to ninety highlight. 
you know that thing? You don't like, know my if, story. Is if you're going to go into that fucking monologue like that. Like, come on, man, you shouldn't be drinking. It was like backwards, baseball, cap and all that shite. Uh, um, but he got on quite well with that. So in 1992, he was handpicked from 400 boys by Robert De Niro. How many? 400 wow. by Robert De Niro um, for this boy's life. And Robert De Niro was going to play his stepdad. And he's quite a cruel... Ah, fuck it, I will have one. Ah, oh, listen, I just what remembered. Thank you. Finished up my day job on Friday. Oh, yeah. And my lovely Irish department got me a few chockies and what some Prosecco and some flowers. Uh, I just go for the regular, regular. The lint. Name drop. Yeah. I like a bit of lint. So, um, yeah, very early on, 92, he's getting, he's basically in with Robbie De Niro. Oh, wow. He's in with him. This is a bad choice this week for recording a podcast. But, um, so that was 1992. <laughs> I'm sitting there like a fucking when did When did basketball diaries happen? We're getting to it now. 1995, though. So, that was a good movie, This Boy's Life. Like, Robert De Niro was really cruel to him. There's one scene Oh, it's an oh, it's a really tough movie, Emma. Mm. It's, it's, now, that was a film that disturbed me as a kid. Mm. So, you know, there's the bit where I think uh, Leonardo throws out, like, a jar of um, mustard. And he's like, who threw this out? And it's not empty. And he's like, it is empty. Hits him a dig and starts shoving the jar in his eye. His eye's covered in mustard. And then he ma- makes him empty it out. It's just, and that's only just one little tiny, like that's just Do an everyday life. you know the scene life. that freaked me out in that movie? Well, You know when he's having sex with the mom? Mm-hmm. And she's trying to like, like do just a regular missionary position or something. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't like it like that. I don't like looking at faces. And honestly, every time Fred says that to me, I just think back to that movie. You just shove a jar of mustard but in his I face and got not empty. I laugh, I laugh, but do you know certain moments in movies that freak you out? Because yes. of course you're young and you're trying to get to grips with the whole like sexuality thing and stuff. Yeah. And that really freaked me out because in that moment you could see like she did not want this to happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I just remember being really disturbed. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a case of blurry line. Like, it was just that she was trapped. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, to me, to see that exposed within, like, a marriage situation was yes. new to me. And it actually really, really disturbed me. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, she's not going to... She, It's not like she was going to speak up and say that she was assaulted. No, or, you know what I mean? No. That's what I mean. I was terrifying. Um, So... Yeah, he was straight in a mustard though. <laughs> he was straight in with the big dog straight away. Nineteen ninety three, What's Eaten Gilbert Grape. Amazing movie. Yeah. So the director wasn't initially going to cast Leonardo because he felt like he was just too good looking. But in the auditions he said that he was just out of all the young boys men that they auditioned, he was the most observant um actor that they met. So what and I can understand for that part as as well. They were like, Oh, is he you know, is he too much of a pretty boy? Is this gonna really like kinda work out or whatever? But it was his acting, his skill that got him that role. And also I think 
you know, from my experience, it's really hurtful when people don't give you parts because you're too good looking. All the time. Um, it's not fair how on How often us? are people saying to me, oh my God, how can you do stand-up comedian? You are just too good looking for that. I know. It's just, and it's frustrating because like mm. we want our skills to be I just want to be taken seriously. I don't like want to be looked at like a sex symbol. Please stop it. <laughs> I know. No, it's, it's really, much. it's just hard because you just don't want to be seen as just a face. No, I'm not body but your luck will sell sure on um <laughs> so he um as you wanted to know there was another movie oh yeah well this was a flop but there was a movie the quick and the dead i don't know my handwriting's a bit scribbly but sharon stone uh i think uh what you call it so many pictures were kind of like i don't know about Leonardo DiCaprio and sharon stone just uh, was so adamant about Leonardo DiCaprio that she paid his wages as an actor and then the movie was a flop. So I'd say Sharon was only fucking raging because then that year he uh, did Basketball Diaries with obviously friend of the podcast Mark Wahlberg and that was a smash. True story. That was another very disturbing one. I yes. loved that film. Yeah. So that's a true story about uh, a guy Jim Carroll who had a very promising basketball career as a teen and then kind of fell in with the wrong crowd and got addicted to heroin. And you know for me that for me is my is is the nineties drug is my nineties drug movie of choice. Not train spotting. I would always say basketball yes. diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, probably me too, to be honest. Because even the whole, do you remember that scene in the public bathroom, like when he has to like descend to prostitution yeah. to pay for his addiction? Like to me, it was even more grisly than train. Like train spotting, maybe was a bit oblique. Like you know, it had the amazing soundtrack. Like you know, there were all these cool chase scenes, etc. I, I just think Basketball Diaries is a bit grittier, wasn't it? Nearly. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, and just I think the fact that he was kind the of the prostitution and, yeah. was really, really distressing. And oh um, so look, moving on, um, because we are just sitting here eating chocolates. Uh, Romeo and Juliet was nineteen ninety six. Cause I'm kissing you, huh? yeah. Huh. And remember, Monday, of course, had the big song on that one. To you, everything I bestow. Do you remember that one? You're gonna have to say it again to me now. Do you remember, um, you know, Monday had the song. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what to it was. To you, everything I bestow. And then this it starts off, um. Uh, well, when you come back, I could be kissing someone, I could be sharing someone else's pillow. <laughs> Do you know that one? Hang on, we'll just get Spotify. Do you get it from me there? So, um, yeah, Romeo and Juliet, um, 1996. Um, and then 1997, Titanic. <laughs> Biggest grossing movie ever James. up to that point. Oh yeah, now. <laughs> oh yeah. And ev- obviously, everyone had um, the soundtrack from the movie. Oh, of course. With the cardigans, the whole shebang, Desiree, the choir. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah. Brothers and sisters. Together we'll see it through. Uh, oh, yeah. Someday your spirit will take you and guide you there. I know you've been hurting. And so on. 
Um, yeah, Titanic was then 1997. Originally, he did not want to do it. He didn't want the part of Jack at all. And James Cameron convinced him. So Titanic ended up being the highest grossing movie Why did he not want ever. to do it? I don't know, just being a prick. And well, it's a bit of a sappy role, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I think he kind of thought it was a bit, you know, I'm wasn't poor, really a role. but that doesn't mean I'm not human. Yeah. And uh, it was only surpassed that in recent years by Avatar. Okay. In 2010. Also James Cameron. So James Cameron... He's the man. He's, he's he's the man. He's the man, man to be going on a Tinder date with. Touch. Oh yeah, defo. Um, two thousand. He said uh, in an interview, Leonardo, that he has. I'm paraphrasing it, but he has no connection with himself during the whole time of Titanic, the phenomenon that was. He said it was just. So fucking look at this fella. It was so fucking insane. Come, can people just fuck off running in the rain on a bank holiday Monday when we're all hanging? Who do these people think they are? Like just run in the privacy of your own home. Like if you're down into exercise, you took the words out of my mouth. Thank you very much. Exercise in private. Thank you. Yeah, it's vulgar. Um, so he just said it was just insanity. Uh, the whole thing and he obviously he was going to premieres and that's I think that's when it really started to kick off about the, him just being a heart like a heartthrob do you know what I mean it was cranking itself up at that point but Titanic um, obviously hit it over the edge and nothing ever went on between him and Kate they had this like fucking really annoying thing where they're like oh, he's just like a little brother um, uh, but they were kind of getting it on weren't they no well she I, I mean I have a list now of people who Leonardo has gone out with and she wasn't on the list. Now, they've okay. always kept this thing of like, oh, we're such good friends and oh, she's because so talented and he's so fucking talented and oh my God, we're just like brother and sister. We just get on so, so uh, well. Yeah, of course. You remember Fuck that off. speech, the infamous speech Kate made about Leo? I mean, we, I just feel like, can we just get, the, like, just stop. Will we play some of it? Yeah, let me have a little listen. Okay, so here we go. You ready? Okay. Like, come on, Kate. Oh, please wrap up. You have no idea how much I'm not wrapping up. Okay, gather. Thank you to the Hollywood Foreign Press. This is absolutely extraordinary. I've had an amazing couple of years. I got to play these two remarkable women. And I want to thank my beautiful agents, Hilda and Dallas. I've known them since I was 15. And they really brought this script to me and helped me to hang on to it. My gosh. Oh. Okay, who comes next? I want to thank Richard Yates, the late, great Richard Yates, for writing this remarkable novel. And for creating a role for a woman that I just can't believe it. Angelina with the fucking side eye there. I want to thank her remarkable and our crew. They all know who they are. Okay, Mm. next. We had many producers on this film. Scott Rudin. Oh, Scott Rudin. Bobby Cohen, but particularly Marion Rosenberg and Cynthia O'Neill for their lifelong commitment to this material. 
Now I have to thank our hair and makeup department, Linda Malazzo, Alan D'Angerio, Susan Hegarty, my wonderful dialect coach, and Sandy Figueroa. Okay, I'm going to hurry up now. Two incredible men who are such special people in my world. And Leo, I'm so happy I can stand here and tell you how much I love you and how much I've loved you for 13 years. And your performance in this film is nothing short of spectacular and just... think of that okay first of all there's a couple of things there's lots of pros can i just say i'm just actually peeling emma's eyeballs off the ceiling there off the roof of my car fucking nearly throwing yourself out the door there absolutely fucking gas first thing i want to say is sometimes i find and don't get me wrong the irish actors do this as well but the English actors, and the Irish actors do this as well, but the English actors, when they do the Hollywood thing and start getting the Oscars, they create this kind of non-existent English accent. Mm. And they just use all these... Gather. All, yeah, yeah. Gather. Yeah. What was one of the words she used? But it's, oh, I don't know what the word was. I was like, oh, they all use that word. They must have been told in some focus group that Americans like when English people say that word or something that they like the sound of it. And I know like the Irish people do it as well. But it's just these accents that don't exist in the countries that they just create for Hollywood. Okay, first so off. that's number one. So that's number, number one. Two. Second of all, just the whole tone of it really pissed me off. Third of all, and I mean I could go into detail on that, but I won't. Third of all, she gushes about how much she loves Leo. Yeah. And that she could have mentioned her husband from the start. I know. From the very fucking get Do you know what? He gave her the job. Yeah. And you can see how crushed she is, can't you, when the camera pans to him. And can we just mention Leo here? Leo sitting there like the cat that got the cream, absolutely fucking delighted. And what about during that speech, Angelina's fucking side eye? She well, was like... Uh, was that, do you know when she did it? Was it when Kate was like... Oh, I'm not going to wrap this up. Blah, blah. You have no idea. And Anthony was like, fuck him. Here we go. Um, I love you with all my heart. And I've thank you to my you. husband. I loved working with you. It's not quite the same thing, is it? I mean, I've nothing against Kate Winslet, but. Come on. Sap. I didn't like that speech at all. I don't think it's very nice to do that to a current husband. No. Because look, roles reversed. Would you like it to be done to you? But even the gushy, fact gushy, 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 gushy. Did you gushy, hear? Did gushy, you hear the gushy. response in the? Did you hear how other people responded yeah. to that when they were like, people were just stunned. Sure, he fucking hired her anyway. She wouldn't have got the job if it wasn't for him. I just love you with all my heart and my husband. Loved you for the last 13 years. Thank you for killing us on set. 
So look, that was just a little, I think it was worth doing a little segue. Yeah. Back to the research. Okay. Back to the research. Oh, oh. Beach was in 2000. Take me to yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm just so good at the music. Yeah. 2002, Gangs of New York. The movie went into huge debt, um, but it actually ended up being a box office smash, so it all worked out good in the end. Leonardo was praised for his performance, but it was pretty much overshadowed by Daniel Day-Lewis. Also in 2002, Catch Me If You Can, which I think could be possibly my favourite Leonardo I DiCaprio movie. I was just about to say, that is such a good movie. Love it. I'd what what do you what now. do you really like about the movie? It just everything. Um, I love the story first off, and then I've seen interviews with the guy who the story is actually about. Um, I love the accents in it. I love the characters. I love all the characters in it. Tom Hanks is fantastic in it. I love, love the, the dynamic. Music. The music is great. I love the dynamic between <laughs> Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and calling them on Christmas Day and all that kind of stuff. Because they did have this, like, it was like totally like true to form. Like they did have this kind of quasi relationship. Yeah, and that's was, true. Then that they ended up working together. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. And then even the fact, like, his motivations, like, the way he wanted to really impress the family. And yeah. It was just, it was just it's a great fucking, film. But even the really, fact that really he was good. a fucking child, I thought was, you know, well, not a child, but he was, like, in his teens when a lot of this was going on. Yeah. And then who was his wife in it? I thought she was very good in it. Remember, it was it Amy Adams. Do you know what? This is terrible. I, Amy Adams is one of those ones. I, I'm always confusing her with Emily Blunt and co. No, I, I always think it's Amy do Adams. It. But she was very good in it. And then obviously her dad was uh, Sheen. What's his face? It was just a stellar It's just movie. a great movie. Yeah. yeah really, so really good. good. And so clever. And I love those ones that you just keep saying to yourself, this cannot be true. I, I love those movies that just continually surprises you. I want to talk about the women he's been linked to because this Can is I just say you didn't mention my favourite, well, probably my favourite Leo DiCaprio Oh, which film. one? The Departed. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't really going to go You're, into all yeah. the later ones because I was like, oh, I don't know if we have. It's 90s podcast. Yeah, I was trying to think like less. But I would say back. that's probably my fave. I love that one. Yeah. What's, hang on now. What's the one when he climbs into the bear? Oh, The Revenant. You're not a fan of that? They just gave him the Oscar, really, I think, at that point, because he should have gotten it for other films, and he didn't. Yes, so they yeah, were like, yeah. look, we have to give it for the... But sure, every, anyone I know who saw that film said it was a load of shite. Yeah, I only watched it there recently now. Um, what yeah. did you think? Uh, I thought it was... Oh, you know, yeah, I thought it was shite. I mean, obviously, visually, whatever, but... What was the car? What's your man's name? I'm like, who keeps mumbling? You see, well, I never watched it, so I don't know. Is it Tom Hardy? I'm like, what the fuck's he saying? Oh, I think so, yeah. Well, Tom That's Hardy, I think this could be my thing now, just of mumbling. I can I be honest? I'm not, I think Tom Hardy is a bit fucking, I don't know, was he a bit overestimated? Is he? I don't know. I like it's very hyped I up. Mean, like, who knows what the fuck that movie was about? I don't know. Just seemed to go on for days. To women. Well. To women, right? Oh, now this is only some of them. This is only some of them. So, there's basically there's a montage of Sports Illustrated blonde models. Okay, so we're gonna there's about fifteen of those, right? But I'm gonna look at the people who we know. 
Now, I thought this one was interesting. Brittany Daniel, who played Jessica in Sweet Valley High. <gasps> they were linked together, photographs, the whole shebang in well, the 90s. Type, I suppose. Yeah. Then Claire Danes, it was pretty much like they were in a re- romantic relationship. Naomi Campbell wow. had a bit of a fling. Demi Moore. Helena Christensen. Eva Herzegona Wonderbra. Herzegona Vida. Booby Boobs. Uh, Paris Hilton. Blake Lively. Lively, whatever. Miranda oh, Kerr. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Blake Lively. Yeah, they looked actually quite sweet together. She's all about the Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, she's married to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, she kind of has to be. Um, like so the, she should be all about him. Is she having her third kid I with him or something? I don't know. I just... Probably it's just me being a green-eyed monster. I never really was that into Blake. Do you not like her, no? I just love a bit of Ryan, so I just can't fully accept that it's not happening well, I now. No, I've no interest in her, or no interest in what she's doing, but I do like to see the odd picture of her. I think she looks quite glowy. I oh She's absolutely stunning. She's just a beautiful-looking girl, but yeah. she was she was in Dublin filming something. I think she was playing a heroin addict this year. Oh, yeah. That was quite recently, wasn't it? Um. But, I, you know, every time I see her pregnant again, I just think that's less... Like just less Ryan for you. There's less. There's less chance of myself and Ryan getting it together. Like the more kids they have. Well, actually, maybe there's more chance. Do you remember when? Maybe I'm looking um, at this all wrong. You can't be. Yeah, Leonardo was in um, the Three Musketeers. Do you remember that? The Iron Mask. Okay. They had a premiere of the Iron Mask in Dublin. Right. And I went along to it. Oh, God, you and your life. <laughs> like, going around in your white hipster pants, like, auditioning for fucking, like, oh. girl band competitions. Oh, it's just so bad. Getting tattoos, going to... on um, O'Connell Street. And that was the movie that Gabriel Byrne oh, was in. It's just, I mean, the thoughts of bringing, like, movie stars to O'Connell Street. Like, who the fuck do we think we what? are? What? Cinema like, was up there. they're, like, in fucking Vegas with all I the I think it was happening. because they got to have an Irish premiere because Jeremy Irons was in the movie as well. And, of course, he lives somewhere. Down in his pink castle down in Cork. And, you know, okay. he's a bit of a prick. Did you hear what he said at the time of the marriage referendum? No. So he was a total asshole. He voted no in the marriage referendum right. and he said you know if we have gay marriage and you know what it was very much de- I felt look you don't want people to be totally vilified in the media either but I was surprised the media didn't make a bigger deal of it like okay. there was a bit of a bit of a knockback but um, you know a bit of a reaction but he came out unbelievable he said sure if we have gay marriage what's to stop me from marrying my son is what he said <sighs> so this is what we're dealing with so that's maybe why he hasn't been working so much recently. I haven't heard about him as much. Uh, but he was at the... I didn't know that about him then, okay? <laughs> Don't fucking hold that again. I didn't know. 15-year-old Emma did not know about this. But um, so I went in. My friend Alvin Mooney was going. And for some reason, my mom was like, oh, I'll, I, I'm going to go in with you. Won't let you go in on your own. I was like, for fuck's sake. But then there was all... It was like, oh, my God, they've said that Leonardo is going to come. Like this was the This is like me around. and Trinity and Joshua Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had so all So you had your good spaghetti top on. Yeah, yeah. I mean I but what happened was I had a fucking 
my face was in an absolute hack. I, t- I don't know if I had a cold sore or maybe like I had a cold sore that happened beside a spot and then it was like taking a hold Just of my face. Just morphed. And yeah, I was, in a, I was in a bad way. sentient and... I was in a very bad way in the face department, uh, which often happened to me and uh, they'd film crews around. So this is your big moment. They had UTV there and they'd RTE for the news. And so I just kept kind of trying to avoid the camera because I didn't want to end up being on camera with the fucking diseased face. Um, and disappoint your fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then um, <laughs> Gabriel Byrne was there. Of course he and was. And Jeremy Irons. Was there some? who else was in the movie? There might have been another, do you know what I mean? There might have been another Irish element to it. But Leonardo did not turn up. But I think I was up, like, there wasn't, like, a rake of people now. I think I was up the front. Because we were there all day. <laughs> the fuck? She was up the front, <laughs> sitting beside Gabriel Byrne. No! With your big sore. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I, I have so many questions. It's I If I was your mom, I'd be driving you to the cinema as well. <laughs> we were up the front. What the hell? Who do you no. think you are, Emma? <laughs> no, we weren't. We weren't up the front at the movie. <laughs> this is outside. Outside. We're at the fucking plebs outside waiting to see if we can press oh a bit of flesh gosh. with the stars. Just this is before all the selfies and everything. So Gabriel Byrne, I do remember Gabriel being very nice to me and he didn't bring up my diseased face, which I did appreciate at the time because it was all I could think about. And now I obviously had put the fucking, I'd whacked the concealer on in the fucking concealer stick and pressed the powder on it. But that's the kind of shit that you need to be checking in on every hour and a half every two hours you can't just be out fucking wandering around O'Connell Street thinking that's going to be our well this is it this is it it was it was crucial but sure if you went to the Jacks you were going to lose your spot and whatever and then there was an incident where we did go to the Jacks and my friend Alva went into the toilet and the the toilet was kind of like you know when the toilet is like somebody obviously has their period and it's just like real dilute red water Emma, did any of us need that today? Sorry, but Alva came out and was just like, that's fucking McGregor. disgusting. McGregor! Yeah, sorry, McGregor. Um, but yeah, I do remember, I don't I don't remember Jeremy Irons. I know he was there, but I just remember there was something between me and Gabriel Byrne. Um, maybe he felt sorry for me, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to talk to him too much. There was a lot of people then that you would get chatting to for the whole day. Did you day. get to tell him that um, you were friends with David Schwimmer? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, that's not my you, style. No, you're real. Keep it on the QT. Real chill. Yeah. Real chill. Um, so, I think that was it. The Iron Mask. No, was it? The Man in the Iron Mask. <sighs> the, three man Musca- in the Man in the Iron Mask sounds better. And the Three Musketeers. It was about the three. Oh, the French lad was in it with the big nose. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. Um, I'm not sure if he was. At, maybe he was at the premiere as well. He's supposed to be great crack on a plane. Yeah, you know, he gets real drunk and disorderly. And he makes lots I of new friends. I feel that um, But yeah, I... So big shout out to Gabriel Byrne. In terms of in Leo's exes, Bar Raffaele was a major one, wasn't she? The Israeli supermodel. Yes. Because they wheeled her out of the Eurovision this year. What's her name? The Brazilian one. Oh, Giselle. So, yeah, so she was actually one of the longer relationships. Yeah. It was only like three years. He was linked to Rihanna as well. 
Like there was photographic. Oh, I think that's what the problem was. She just kept saying that the whole time. And he's like, you need to. But I would say Rihanna be the type. Like, she. And you couldn't go anywhere in the rain with her without her being like. And, I'm, uh, uh, and he's like, I haven't got an umbrella. I lost uh, it. Uh, I would think she'd be well able for Leo now. Yeah. He was also list or linked to Laura Whitmore. Now, there was no paparazzi. I'm not putting any of these relationships down unless I see paparazzi evidence of them like walking around with a shopping bag eating an apple holding hands then I'm like grand uh, Giselle I forgot she was with Giselle and she's yeah, then she went off and hooked up with Tom Brady yeah I know and the rest is history I mean Jesus imagine going from Leonardo DiCaprio to Tom Brady I know good going I salute you Giselle that's and her the world twi- that you know her twin in. sister is like she's got an identical twin sister. No way. Well, no, sorry, I don't know twin wise, and I should be up with the terms. I don't know. Would you say she's identical, identical? But basically, it's so interesting to me because she is like Giselle says. Oh, she's like better looking. Like so, she's uh, as stunning as Giselle, but she just kind of lives a different life. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Leo does have the reputation for being a bit of a player one thing which I heard again just to clarify um, all all you know these these rumours have been completely disputed I have nothing no basis whatsoever yeah um, to go on but I had heard that the reason he hadn't got the Oscar for years was that he was supposed to be a bit of a dick to women yes and that's why they were reticent in giving him the Oscar because apparently he was supposed to be a bit of a prick. Yes, I'd heard this about him that with all the parties and the yachts and whatever, there had been a lot of like some women were just basically hanging around just like purely to be like, you know, there for the sex kind of and yeah. whatever. But then at the same time, these women would have had their own careers and kind of known what they were getting into but I had heard stories about him being an absolute prick to women so I'd actually kind of gone off him and this old interview of him being on Oprah and the mom's front row centre in the audience and it's all very well contrived yeah yeah, yeah very contrived and it's all very choreographed and she says something about what he was like as a fucking kid and he's like you know makes a big joke like that's right that's right mom, isn't it and like ha 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 but all the way through he's just like fucking smirking I think I think like mm. I really got the impression like that he felt like his mates would have been slagging him for being on Oprah with the mom, just like oh my mom's the only girl for me and these middle aged. Was this women. when he was a lot younger though? Yeah. Well, yeah. you see, like, sure. How long is Oprah finished anyway? Yeah, a long. It was when it was on time. her TV. Yeah, like, yeah It was yeah. on her TV show. But like women kind of are age standing up and asking this lad. You know, in his 20s, like, and you ever see yourself getting married someday and kidding? I know. Oh, I just went my neck Where do they get these fucking women And from? he's, like, but going... Honestly, like, this whole thing about the bumbling 30-something woman, like, does she exist? Like, she only exists but in Oprah's studio the audiences. Reason, the only reason to ask that question is that you're I hoping... I want to marry you. Yeah, you're hoping that he's going to say, oh, you're free for dinner, and... You get a car, you get a car, yeah! You get Leonardo DiCaprio. Fuck's sake, saps, right? So she asks that and it's like, and he's like, oh, nah, not at the moment. Well, it is but funny, you know, when they're future. like, what, and Oprah's like, and what kind of woman would you go for? And he's like, well, a woman who owns her, uh, who knows her own mind. Oh! Like, <laughs> 
Like literally, yeah. Oprah would ask that question, and someone likely a response with something like, "I mean, I like blondes, brunettes, redheads, any hair color, actually." Oh, yeah, Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just anything. They just say like they'll say something. Yeah, like I was somebody with an open heart, and where what he's really meant to say. He's like, well, someone about I go fucking for, two foot taller yeah. than you to start I with, I go for supermodels who have fake tits, Fuck's sake. who are just open to anything sexually. Like, you'd love <laughs> if just every now and again he said that, like, Z- I want zero personality. Yeah. I want someone that I can... You know, just booty call when I'm in town, but isn't going to get on to me and make demands like going to family weddings. And it's just open to anything sexually. That's what I'm into, Oprah. <laughs> Instead of, I like imagine, someone with an open heart. Imagine me sit there on his one of his many yachts with the, the life jacket on because I can't swim. I've got sun cream on my face. I've got the shades on. I've got the pennies on. On her dim sum skin. I'm there eating a packet of meanies. Going, oh, there's not many cats. I just don't think me and Leo are going to work. I did love Leo, but I've moved on I presume on he's since. seen some, but, but it, you know He's what? seen a model now, oh, yeah. Sure for, the, for the last couple Why of years. break the trend? And obviously he's got his whole uh, environmentalist, humanitarian fucking effort. And he has given away like a, a cool meal to tigers I do love, what was the show? What was, it was The Inconvenient Truths, that movie. The one oh, about yeah. climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like basically flying to check out the the North Pole mm, and how it's and melting. And you're like, hello, carbon Isn't footprint much, Neo? Yeah. Like seriously. We've already spoken about our fucking feelings Fuck on the private sake. jets on this fucking podcast. Um, do you know what? In a year's time, it's going to be all hashtag private jets. Get I rid of do them. Think and no one will credit up to 90 as no, starting no. the just fucking the credit. Uh, the climate change is a funny one because I was thinking during the week, you know, a lot of my students went out for the other climate change. Now, most of them were fairly well-intentioned, but a lot of them you were questioning. I don't know how much this <laughs> child really cares about climate change. But I just think you can't have it both ways, guys. Okay? You can't be enjoying an old snow day. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Enjoying getting that tan if, unlike us, you've got anything other than dims if you've got a bit of melanin you can't enjoy that lovely sunday yeah followed by a few snow days nice little midwinter break and be going off on a protest for climate change like yes. you've got to make a choice well now you know my ella is the best girl in the world ella, and she's ella, so eh, now eh. she got that for a good few years she's so studious and that's just from and, you yeah yeah i know i know but look, in the kitchen she was an only child for a good few years so i had to fucking toughen her up but she was all into the environment. She was in some club, Green Skills Committee, all this shite, right? But I can tell you something. When the recycling bin is full, Ella is not bothered to empty that. She no. is going to throw the fucking yogurt in the normal bin with all the food and shite. Because she's just like... Can we it. have a conversation about the recycling? Okay. You need to be rinsing. Like the recycling, would mm. you agree with this? Okay. okay. The recycling bin needs to be a bin that is pristine. You have rinsed yeah, and yeah, washed yeah. it. You meant to. So as in, my test is always, if I had to put my hand in there minus the glove, would I be happy to do it? Mm. That's my test. So, you know, just Why are you because... you always sticking your hand in things without I gloves? just, because look, there might be some cake in there. Like Fred Jerry has Halliwell's ju- autobiography yeah. taught me well. I I'm would just worried that Fred has to jump through a lot of hoops before you're having sex with him. I just think it's too much. It's it's ruining the buzz. I, uh, eh, 
uh, I do think um, I do think that there had to be there definitely was some truth behind the Leo not getting an Oscar story because there was just yeah. he ticks too many boxes Oh, I think th- oh, I think there was too many, but there was definitely something political. There was going some on sort there. of expo- uh, kind of expose thing, or there was definitely there was something that they. That were I don't want to use the word stuff. cover up, but like Hollywood, yeah. as we know, is just the city of secrets. But there definitely was like maybe it was just that he was a total asshole. Like who knows? But there was something that prevent because he ticks all the boxes. Good looking guy, absolute heartthrob, amazing actor. Yeah. But you if know, you, if you got wide that much, range of roles, if you got that much power and that much at your disposal, it's you would have to work hard to not be a prick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do we do it? I don't know. But like, okay, right? He obviously likes riding and he likes women, and he's got all these women flocking around him. I mean, you'd have to kind of make a conscious decision not to be a prick. Like maybe well, he's better now. Like, like he's what is he? He's he's is he like forty four now or something? Be, I'd say is he seventy four. No, so he he'd be coming up to forty five this year. <coughs> well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the last week when we looked at JFK Junior. and he was completely not like that when yeah, it came yeah. to the women. He was the opposite, but of course he was probably coming to him from a point of view where, like, his mother had been cheated on left, right, and centre. Yeah, and maybe that's why he went the other way. Then you know the way that's usually what happens. Yeah, Somebody well, is either like repeating know, history a, or it's just a personality thing, isn't it? Yeah, you gotta be cruel to be oh, kind. Vanessa Finn was the lady. I looked it up there while we were chatting. Uh, oh was yeah, the lady who tweeted us the the up to ninety linked there or the tweeted up to 90 the link to the oh, yeah. story Guilty. also can i just give a little shout out to two people yeah. uh my good friend d who listens to us all the time and hey, is absolutely d. amazing and you know she's just our pop culture go-to she's making a second human her first human is absolutely gorgeous and she's getting through the last few weeks um and a potential broken toe she has at the moment so we oh, send her goodness. all our love and also my lovely friend Marita down in Dingle, um, who's made two fantastic humans and is a big fan of the podcast, etc. And sent a lovely message there the last week. So big shout out to Marita and Dingle as well. Hello. I just seen I went to look at some messages there. That's your husband. Uh, there yeah, Tommy. he's the husband there with Tommy too. <laughs> I just I mean, look, okay, so it's official, they're an item now and it's fine. I'm fully supportive. Yep. I've been Jeannie J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.